Women in Sport, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win, written by Rachel Ignatowski. Gertrude Edderley, Distance Swimmer Gertrude Caroline Edderley swam her way into America's heart. Born in 1905 in New York City, Gertrude started swimming very young and became one of the most accomplished swimmers of all time. At the 1924 Olympics, Gertrude won a gold and two bronze medals. Gertrude liked racing but her real interest was long-distance swimming. She swam from the docks of Lower Manhattan's Battery to Sandy Hook, New Jersey, 28 kilometres in 7 hours, 11 minutes, a new world record. Gertrude wanted to do the impossible, become the first woman to swim across the English Channel. Newspapers scoffed at the idea. The London Daily News wrote, Women must admit that in a contest of physical skill, speed and endurance, they must remain forever the weaker sex. Only five men in history had successfully swum the 36.2 kilometre wide channel. Gertrude wanted to beat the fastest time, swum by Enrique Tirabocci, 16 hours, 33 minutes. Her first attempt in 1925 was a disaster. After nearly nine hours of swimming, she became seasick and was pulled onto the boat. But she still wanted to prove that she could do it. One year of intense training later, Gertrude was back. That day, the water was so dangerous that even the boats had trouble. She was set off course many times by the choppy waters and couldn't use the currents to her advantage. Gertrude decided that she would either swim or drown, but she would never quit. She persevered and made it across the channel in 14 hours, 31 minutes, beating the world record by two hours. Gertrude was an instant sensation and returned home to one of the largest parades New York City had ever seen. She proved that a woman could succeed under the most extreme conditions. And because of her success, swimming became one of the most popular sports for women throughout the 1920s and 30s. Her record remained unbroken for 24 years. Aileen Riggin, diver and swimmer. 
Aileen Riggin, later known by her married name Aileen Sewell, was born in 1906 in Rhode Island, USA. Around age 11, her doctor recommended swimming to rebuild her strength after a bout of flu. Diving became her new favourite activity. Many people at the time feared diving was too dangerous for women and girls, and most pools would not let Aileen practice, so she had to be creative. She trained for the US Olympic trials at an outdoor tidal pool, where divers had to time their dives with the height of the tide. When conditions were perfect, the diving board was three metres above the water, just like in a real Olympic pool. Although a young girl diving was seen as scandalous, at age 14, Aileen qualified for the 1920 US Olympic diving and swimming teams. Aileen was almost excluded from the diving because of her age, but because she also qualified for the swimming team, she was allowed to travel overseas. On the 13-day voyage to Antwerp, Belgium, Aileen practised swimming in a small canvas tank filled with seawater, where she was held in place with a belt around her waist. But she couldn't practise diving at all. Conditions at the Games weren't much better, because Belgium was still recovering from the First World War. The outdoor pools were so muddy, Aileen was afraid that when she dived in, she would get stuck at the bottom forever. She overcame her fears and won the gold medal for diving. At the 1924 Olympics in Paris, Aileen again competed in both swimming and diving. She won silver for the three-metre springboard event and bronze in the 100-metre backstroke, making her the first person to win medals in swimming and diving at the same games. Aileen made movies, performed all over the world and later became a sports writer. And she never stopped swimming. At aged 85, she broke six world records for her age group at the World Masters Swimming Championships. On her death at age 96, she was the oldest living female Olympic medalist. Babe Dixon Zaharias, golfer, track and field athlete, and basketball player. Babe Didrikson Zaharias, born Mildred Ella Didrikson, competed as a one-woman athletics team. She was also a basketball star and golf legend. She trash-talked and proudly boasted when she won. She wrote that she was going to be the greatest athlete in the world, not the greatest female athlete. The Greatest Athlete Born in 1911, Babe grew up in Texas, USA, one of seven children. At school, Babe was the star in every sport. Baseball, volleyball, swimming, tennis and basketball, you name it. Then the employer's casualty insurance company of Dallas gave her her secretarial job so she would play on their amateur women's basketball team, the Golden Cyclones. The team was one of the best in the league, and she became a star. 
For publicity, the company entered Babe as a one-woman team during the qualifier for the Olympics. Most teams had many athletes, each doing different events. Babe swept the competition all by herself, winning five events and tying for first in the high jump. At the time, women were only allowed to compete in up to three Olympic events. Babe won gold medals and set new world records in both the javelin and the 80 metres hurdles, and tied for first in the high jump. But because of her head-first technique, she was awarded silver instead of sharing the gold. The media adored Babe, and she made so much money that she was able to support her entire family throughout the Great Depression. Then she decided to try golf. Determined to become a champion, she practised until her fingers bled, hitting as many as a thousand balls a day. She crushed the competition at the women's amateur golf circuit with a winning streak at 14 amateur tournaments from 1946 to 47. The Associated Press named her Female Athlete of the Year six times. She became the first woman to qualify and make the 36-hole cut in the men's 1945 PGA event. She broke gender barriers and co-founded the Ladies Professional Golf Association. She is revered as one of the greatest sportswomen ever. Keiko Fukuda, judoka. Keiko Fukuda was born in 1913 in Japan, granddaughter of the samurai and jiu-jitsu master Hachinosuke Fukuda. One of his jiu-jitsu students, Jigoro Kano, had developed a new form of martial arts called judo. He invited Keiko to participate in his class for women at the Kodokan Judo Institute. This class was very progressive for the 1930s. It was scandalous for a woman to make aggressive movements or seem to be spreading her legs, both necessary for martial arts. There, Keiko learned not only how to pin or joint lock an opponent, but also the philosophy of being centred in mind, body and spirit. Keiko took her first class at age 21 and was hooked. When an arranged marriage was planned for her, she had to choose between a husband and martial arts. She chose to dedicate her life to becoming an expert in judo and the gentler Jun no Kata. In 1953, she became one of the few women to be promoted to fifth dan a fifth-level black belt. In 1966, she moved from Japan to the San Francisco Bay Area in California, USA, where she eventually started her own dojo, martial arts studio or school. Her teaching empowered women and gave even the smallest girls the strength to flip their opponents. 
For decades, the Kodokan Judo Institute would not allow women to progress beyond a fifth-level black belt. Kaiko was a fifth dan for 20 years, despite her skill level. With help from a friend, Shelley Fernandez, a judo student and president of the National Organization for Women's San Francisco chapter, Kaiko petitioned the Kodokan to drop their sexist practices. In the early 1970s, Keiko became the first woman to reach sixth dan. Master Keiko Fukuda taught many students and was one of the teachers responsible for popularising judo. She was awarded the placement of ninth dan in 2006 and at age 98 in 2011, she became the highest-ranking female judoka in history when USA Judo honoured her with the highest level in judo, 10th Dan. Marian Ladderwick, bowler. In the 1950s and 60s, bowling was all the rage. Bowling alleys were packed with amateur and professional players, and TV crews covered professional bowling tournaments. Marian Ladderwick, the greatest female bowler of all time, became a US household name as the Queen of Bowling. Born Marian Margaret Van Oosten, In Michigan, in 1914, she started out as a softball player. At 22, she played shortstop on a local team, and her ball throwing caught the attention of bowling centre owner William T. Morrissey Sr. He offered her one free game, and Marion realised that this was the sport for her. In 1937, William became her coach, and she began practising daily. With dedication, her bowling average increased to 182. Bowling a perfect game, knocking down all 10 pins in every round, scores a 300. Soon she was ready for the 1941 Western Michigan Goal Pin Classic, where she won the singles title. She continued to win tournaments and the trophies started to pile up. In 1949, Marion began a winning streak that would turn her into a bowling legend. She won first place in the National All-Star Game five years in a row, from 1950 to 1954. In 1951, on her way to winning her third All-Star title, she bowled an average of 247.6, higher than that of any other tournament player, male or female. She won the National All-Star title eight times, and all the while the cameras were rolling and Marion became a television star. Marion also competed in international tournaments. In 1950, she won the All-Events title at the Women's International Bowling Congress. This category totals all points earned in an entire tournament, including any singles, doubles or team events. In 1955, she won the All Events title again, and also the doubles title. 
Marion helped start the Professional Women's Bowling Association, the first all-women's organisation of its kind. She retired in 1965, but ran a bowling alley in her hometown. Marion Ladderwig is remembered as one of the greatest bowlers ever. Women in Sport, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win Written by Rachel Ignatowski.